there's a story because there's always a story. There has to be a story, you know, and I'm talking about libraries, so I can't not tell a story because they mean too much to me. Libraries are filled with an infinity of stories, and a fair few stories have been written about libraries. These fictional stories often focus on the mysteries that libraries and archives have hidden away, and only a select few are allowed to access these mysteries. The same can be said of real-world academic libraries, where only the privileged few can access the research they need. Examining and analyzing fiction that has been written about libraries and archives can help us to confront the anxieties that surround real-world institutions. My name is Elizabeth Hedrick, and this is just what I'll be doing this year on Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. Over the course of the show, we'll discuss social and cultural anxieties around libraries and archives, and we'll learn some truths about access and privilege. We'll also take a deeper look at how traditional academic writing is changing and evolving, and what this means for students and for the brave advisors who are taking this journey with them. It's going to swallow all of us before the end of it. I know it is. <laughs> well, we're not going to let it swallow you, but if it has to lick you, we might. <laughs> Release the Kraken. So join me on February 26th, 2023, for Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. It is so good. Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Thax, the gentleman adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And you have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, Woo! guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about steampunk most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. All right. Such a bouncy song. <laughs> I've enjoyed that in all sorts of my uh, my fiction-loving days. <laughs> Welcome to the Texas Steampunk Connection, everybody. We are back. Uh, most of us are back. Uh, Blue Stocking is... <laughs> uh, if you uh, tuned in early enough, you just heard her trailer for her new podcast dissertation. And she is being wined and dined by uh, the elite the, librarians. Yeah, the elite librarians showing her off as uh, a show pony uh, because they're all excited about this this new podcast. And so uh, she's she didn't make it back on time. We might see her pop in later. I hope, but uh, there's no telling. No telling. Blue stocking is the new My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Jack and Dax are here. It's like. It's the twosome. It happens every now and then. It's okay. We'll live. We'll live. Speaking of living, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, barely we lived through last week. Um, it's funny, two weeks ago, we were talking about the weather that was coming, that was uh, <laughs> already in Dallas getting colder, and we had the hint of snow, but that didn't happen. It held off, teasing us, and then last week, bam, February, it's time to kill people. Oh, yeah. And uh, just like 2021, um, the power got below zero and the electricity started cutting out. Uh, not for the same reasons. Uh, this time it was because we have too many trees. There was a ice storm and uh, the ice piled up on the trees until they fell over on the power lines, knocking out power, at least in Austin 
and in and Elgin, just all over the place. Uh, I, I'm in Austin, and some of my friends I was saying still don't have power, and it's that that happened on Tuesday. I lost power on Wednesday. The ice storm started on Tuesday. Ugh. So you literally got power only back Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Wow. And so, mm. tell us how that goes when it's not that cold outside. <laughs> well, um, that that was better than last uh, the twenty twenty one. We didn't have a blizzard with feet of snow um, for the first few days. It was it was cold. They didn't want to go outside, and uh, I still had gas. Uh, so I had a, a gas uh, fireplace and a gas water heater. That's so right. My sources of of uh, technological heat, and we just piled up a uh, futon and mattress and blankets in front of the uh, in front of the fireplace, and uh, read books until it got dark. And shortly after that, we went to bed. Yeah, I remember building Legos by candlelight. <laughs> You don't sleep very. I didn't sleep very well in yeah. in the cold, though. Um, and even when the weather got warmer, I mean, shoot! By Friday, I afternoon, I was sweating outside. But uh, I felt like I was in shell shock. Didn't wasn't getting good sleep. Although I was getting technically hours of sleep. It's uh, stressful I feel, sleep. It's... I feel like I'm still recovering, and we're getting another cold front this evening. Here it comes. And it's gonna be really wet tomorrow. So yeah. Another, as they say in Texas, a gully washer, which would be Not a great name for beer. Gully washer? Gully washer. I mean, definitely one for like something that like quench your thirst. Make it like really citrusy or something. I don't know. Wasn't that a candy? Some sort of candy with a squeezy, uh, gushy middle thing? That's a gusher. Uh, oh. A gusher. Oh, okay. I mean, you're not too wrong. The, the GU thing really makes it worthwhile there. <laughs> But yeah, gully washer, really heavy downpour of rain, a toad strangler, a cob floater, and a duck drowner. Things I did not know about until I literally just hit up the internet. That sounds all very Wild Westy. It does. It does. It sounds like <laughs> but I've been playing that Hunt Showdown game still. So this is like right up that Wild West age. Like I have a friend who literally, because of all the storms we've been having, he lives in Louisiana and all that weather just has passed over to Louisiana. And he's like, Jack, I walk outside. And I just want to, I, I feel like I need to go hunt monsters and kill zombies. It's wet out here. <laughs> grab my, you know, grab a freaking breech loader and go for it. Uh, yeah, I bet it does look very much the same. Just wet and ick. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, what are you drinking? No, what are we drinking? Yes. Okay. So this time I've got another cider that they were giving away. <laughs> Just giving it away. I mean, you you have the best luck when it comes to booze, sir. It had, it had my name on it. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> it doesn't actually have my name on it. This oh. is uh, oh. <gasps> Anzo Pride Dry Cider. Ooh, I like the can. It's pretty. It's a 5.4%. Now, I tried a weird cider before a few weeks, a few episodes ago and it was a mistake so i tried this one ahead of time okay <laughs> so it's not it's it's not gonna make me cry um but it <laughs> being a dry cider it is not sweet okay it is like they let the yeast do its thing until it was done oh they, they let the yeast party um i think we have some some cideries here in town like austin east ciders that are yeah. pretty dry you got pretty dry ciders and this is 
wow, it's, it's very light, bubbly, kind of champagne yeasty. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Just to say, there's just there's no sugar left in it. Oh, it's gone. It is yeah. that dry. But uh, I got an answer for that. Dry as a sound. That's not dry. That's sweet stuff. How do you revive a cider you just don't care for that much? Not that this is bad. This is all right, especially for what I paid for it. You know, um, <laughs> something I learned in Las Vegas called an Angry Balls. Oh, can we say that on this show? Yes, that is technically not illegal to say online. So that usually would be an angry orchard cider, yeah. which is a sweeter cider to start with, and fireball whiskey. <sighs> and between the sweets of both of those, it will get you messed up. It's it it yeah yeah I can I can see how the the the, the cinnamon of one really works with the apple of the other. There you go. Got to get that. Ah oh, 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 yes, that's a good look. The, the look high of, quality plastic ch- uh, bottle. It's it, it drained to open a bottle look, and then when it pops open, you're like, ooh, it's done. I get the guzzle going. Glug, glug, glug. Just an ounce. Just a, a shot's worth. Maybe that's an ounce and a half. No. Who's guessing? <laughs> Let's see if this uh, gave me some more interest. It's a good mug you're using. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get a little more sweetness, uh, but mostly I, I more I get the uh, the cinnamon added to the very light, airy cider that this is. So that's good. It's good. Cheers. Well, very good on that one. I don't remember if I had this last time or not. I don't know. I wasn't here last time. I was. I was supposed to be here. So I actually saved a beer from last time to drink here today. And uh, I have my my Voodoo Ranger here. I, I probably have. Wait, my am I like three times now, or just like two times? I've already done this. I think I've already had Voodoo Ranger. Uh, you you enjoy Voodoo Ranger. Uh, I mean, they've got a lot of different yeah uh, uh, beers and, and juicy hazy one. So it's so that's it's, an IPA. Yeah, it, it's the closest thing I can come up so so far to the electric jellyfish without buying electric jellyfish in a can because it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. It's delicious, but it's expensive, and honestly, does not taste the same in a can. And this. Gives you the same amount of flavor without the expectation of an eight dollar beer that doesn't mm-hmm. taste as nearly as good and it can. <laughs> and uh, for for eight dollars, I can get like I think this is like nine dollars for a six pack or something. So it's not terrible. It's still kind of like that. It's it's the, it's the crafty cost. I, I see. You know, straight manufactured mass market mm-hmm. American style brews going for seven. Yeah, seven dollars. Six, seven. It's always a little over a, a dollar, which is funny because Coca Cola costs more than a lot of beer does. <laughs> and like, when you really start realizing what Coca Cola is made out of, you're just like, that is, that is like the biggest ripoff of the century. They are making just hand over fist money on sugar and they're selling you a bottle. So uh, it's like highway robbery. You can't even get drunk on a bottle of Coke. <laughs> no, no, you can't. A ten-year-old can. It's not fair. No, that's true. That's true. They get they get all sorts of stupid on it, and you're like, oh, go to bed. Can't <laughs> now. Press it off the walls. I'm high as a kite. Wee! Oh no, no. Now if it was like Victorian Coke, that'd be different. Victorian. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I end up. I actually have a tincture of um, what was it? I have to go find it again. But it's it's a mixture of like 
three or four different. I don't know. I can't remember where I picked it up at. It, I found it in a bin somewhere at a at one of our old like we had like an old facility, and that we purchased for like literally to move into while well, we're moving into another house way back. And it was like an old, 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 um, super, not supermarket, but market at this point, you know, it was like, it got re- renovated like multiple times during like the fifties and sixties and seventies, but it had like a really cool meat locker in the back that looked like you could easily stage a scene out of like saw in it. Cause it's got the whole metal racks with the hooks and everything. And whole room was refrigerated. You, you could butcher anything in there. Had the, had the drain, the, the walls were stained. It looked terrible. And, uh, there was one light in the whole like closet area of that thing. And it had a, like a big glass yeah. dome with the at the bars across it like this. And it, it made that really terrifying, like electrical buzz when you turned on the light. It, it sounded creepy as hell. Whole thing. I really should have done some like video recording in there at some point in my life, but I didn't have the, and, uh, but yeah, we found like this tray of like old glass bottles. And some of it was like Listerine from like the forties. It had like the label on it and such. And I didn't realize that some of that stuff was, but I picked it up and like some of it's like straight up old school medicine from like the thirties and earlier. And I have some of it around and it's a mixture of um, opium and something else. I can't remember. (laughs) I think it's, it is some sort of um, like dental. So it's a, it's a Novocaine and dopamine mixture and it still looks good. It's clean and everything. And it has a topper and I don't touch it. Like if I ever get that bad off, I may one day adventure towards it, but uh, it looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> if I was really, really in pain, I may actually attempt it, but I'm almost afraid of it at this point. That's getting on that 100 year mark. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they give you all kinds of stuff at the hospital now. Uh, that's... I don't know even what it is. At least the stuff is fairly natural. You know, at least, <laughs> at least <laughs> less refined. Less messed with by like Monsanto and Pfizer and a whole bunch of other things. Right. <laughs> what they give you now is still opiate based. So yeah. basically the same thing. They hate giving you opium based these days. It's like a federal guideline not to give anybody anything. And, and yet doctors prescribe it hand over fist. And yet I can't get prescribed it to save my life. Just get another doctor. Uh, I, uh, that's, that's the terrible thing about it. I, I know a, uh, a, a therapist in this town. So not a doctor, uh, a therapist. Uh, and uh, I've heard, I've seen reviews. People have went, gone in for a therapy session with her. And she says, what can I prescribe for you? Just like, I'll, I'll write it up, whatever you want. That, that, is, that was what she did. That's terrifying because the moment that she gets audited, she's losing her license in prison. And yet she's been just fine doing this for years. Wow. <laughs> Well, sometimes you can be lucky, I guess. And and those reviews are and you become like Andrew not like it's a secret. <laughs> Ooh, I know we're gonna we're gonna get political suddenly. <laughs> okay, not political, are we? Do we have a no, political thing? Like, I'm not really on either side of that. I'm waiting for more information on the Andrew. Tate. First off, I never really watched any of his stuff. He's always a little too much for me, but I don't was against him. But so yeah, but when you're being held by the Romanian authorities and like. Tomorrow is your 180th day and they have yet to produce anything. Either tomorrow they're going to drop everything on you or they're going to let you go and they're going to, they're going to look like idiots. And the Romanian, oh, Andrew Tate, he was taken in by the Romanian authorities because he posted a. So he has been apparently cited for a couple oh, of. Oh, that guy. Yeah. 
where he he threatened or he didn't threaten he he tried to make fun of Greta Thornburg on Twitter and he posted by showing her his pizza boxes. Yeah, the pizza boxes tipped off the Romanian government. He was in the country, so they went and raided his home, took him, and uh, so I'm like, that's that's what you get for picking on a, a teenager on on the internet, you know. That's what you get when you mess with us. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm 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 watching that with with some funny, uh, some funny <laughs> just like the Romanian government doesn't want to look like idiots, so they'll either they'll they'll, they'll have they have something. They're just trying to find out the full extent of something before they hit you with the book. I'm sure. And even if they let him go at this point, like his his reputation is ruined. The yeah. world knows who he is now. And he's a laughing stock. There's a weird group of people who are very defensive of him, though. And it's it's the same with a lot of like the people who get try to get canceled. Is there's always their strange followers that even if they do, even if legitimate like stuff comes out against him, um, they're going to follow it no matter. And that's where the word fanatic comes from. Your sure, fans. sure. And I I know just the the sort. I mean, he was a he was in the pickup artist community, right? And uh, yeah, and so yeah, the 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 alphas, the, yeah. the the men who consider themselves, you know, the alphas. Uh, he never followers. wore a fanny pack full of treats and band aids. I don't saw how, I don't see how he was I, an alpha. I know, I know. That's why I do the quotes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see they're, they're just the sort of dude bros that uh, are, are gonna Let's call her dude bros. They're, they're the betas that follow this this balding schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Hey, <sighs> but steampunk, right? Yeah, steampunk. steampunk. At Romania, uh, very steampunk. You know. Uh, you got any? You got any of that for me today? <sighs> sort of. Uh, sort of. The word okay. gully washer was about as steampunk as I've got at the moment. Oh. <laughs> I've been looking. I have been like. I know a lot of. There's a lot of conventions going, starting up and going forward right now. Um, the Wild West. Uh, the old Tucson Studios is reopening for public uh, use. Go tour it, which is interesting because I'm wondering if they're going to go into talks with uh, Wild Wild West Con to maybe bring that back in the next year or two. That would be freaking cool. I know they've done a lot of renovations because the pictures they have online, suddenly there's a lot more buildings there. So either they've ramped up production for movies or and or, and or they're looking at trying to reopen it as a convention space. Which would be fantastic for all of us steampunks because that's kind of the steampunk mecca in a lot of ways. Was that one at that least for the West? I, I'm sure it's a, it all involves you know how much they want rent for. Yeah, uh, but that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean they just want a weekend of like you would pay your fare to get in dressed up. That would be cool. If you want us to do you know that would be we could just bomb it one all one day, just all roll in one day, <laughs> just a raid. Yeah, just a okay. steampunk raid. We have to come up with a good word for that steampunk. It would have to be um, a gully washer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use it in a sentence. Be a real toad strangler of a weekend. And that that is coming up here, isn't it? Let me see. Uh, yeah, it's like April. Oh, con Wild Wild West Steampunk Convention. That is March 9th through 12th. There you go. So, yes, very, very soon. And uh, yeah, if you're willing to drive down to Tucson, Arizona, you're it's a fun. It, it very much feels like you're you're kind of going on a pilgrimage that direction. Um, first, you got to get out that far, 
Yes. Uh, then you get to go to like Tombstone, uh, and you get to go and like yeah, Tombstone's fun to go, especially on the way to. And actually, you can if you if you plan a couple of days, you can actually go mi- visit the missile silo that they filmed First Contact in and uh, touch the same missile that Patrick Stewart touched for the movie. And, <laughs> that. and uh, then you can move on to Tombstone and you know go see the old town that's no longer an old town that basically sells a whole bunch of wild west stuff and a great place to get your britches they have they sell britches and uh like overalls and every it, it it's actually pretty decent for like gearing up your your cowboy self um that's reasonable yeah, yeah. that's cool i bought a replica um <coughs> a replica a replica a couple of replica guns there and uh, they were reasonably priced at the time and that was right before steampunk like it was right when like, steampunk was becoming apexy Right before it became popular and the news took it over and it became like in the know. And suddenly everyone's like, oh, it's old. I can sell it to a steampunk person for three times the price. And uh, so, yeah, it was right then when people were like, please buy all these reproduction guns that we just just have them here. (laughs) Cool. I'll take this one. I'll take this one. I'll take this one. Yeah, here we go. There's a hundred dollars worth of fake guns. That's pretty good. Yeah, because usually now it's one hundred dollars for one of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I could turn a profit, be a reproduction gun salesman. <laughs> what are you? I'm a fake gun runner. I sell fake guns, but it's okay. They know they're fake until you get that one crime boss. It's like, hey, look, it's a hell of a deal. <laughs> I think it's like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to pull on us? I'm like, I was very straightforward from the beginning. <laughs> I said they were fun guns. Fun what do you think guns. that meant? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I've got I've got homework I can show off. Okay, I do actually have one or two little oh, things. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Um, one, well, they're, they're not they're not anything major. Uh, how am I going to show this? Okay, so I'm going to share my screen real fast. Move this over to this monitor. Present, uh, not slides. Uh, share screen. Share the screen. Which screen is it going to share? It wants to share entire yeah, entire screen. And this one. So outside of that, we're going to look at this toilet. This is a wonderful looking toilet. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that is nice. Yes. See, wonderful toilet. Great toilet. <clears throat> now, that, that was one thing. This other thing is, if you're, a, if you're into computers, here is a gentleman that has figured out you can passive cool your ridiculously large processor with an eight pound block of copper. No fans. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm like, heavy. I'm like, do you really want to set eight pounds of straight copper on your processor? I mean, dang. I, I thought I that was fun though, because now you don't. You could passively cool your computer with brute force. <laughs> I'd be worried about like shorts. I would be. I'm not really worried about shorts. I'm worried about the pressure on the processor because that's eight pounds. If you look at the mounting hardware, like it's spaced off by like an eighth of an inch. It's all being hold up with these little screws and like not even, not even like rubber gaskets or anything. I'm just like, that's gonna that's gonna be rough on your motherboard. Uh, interesting down, idea. What if you went down to four pounds? Doesn't make as good a photo, but it's probably just as good. I mean, probably this. I know this guy did a lot of math and oh. had this custom milled, so. Probably if he is if he is running his processor really really hard, uh, overclocking it and everything, it probably is cooling that thing up to ninety degrees. It's probably bringing that thing up to about a ninety degree. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. So fun stuff. That's <laughs> that's some of the stuff I have found that I think is 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 interesting. Just on a passive, <clears throat> frantic try to find something to show people because Steampunk's hard to find things for right now. At least for me, in uh, my world. It, it's funny how it, it has seasons. Yeah. And uh, maybe we're not. Well, I think of summer as being out of season, at least here, because it's it's so stinking hot. But yeah. uh, I don't know. It, it shows up when it shows up, I guess. That is true. Let me show you a thing. Let's see okay. if I can. I am ready. Because other than my eight pound copper block that cools a computer without a fan and the crapper that was invented in 1910, you know, that's what that's what I've got at the moment. <laughs> here we go. Dr. Sheffield's original toothpaste. Time oh, tested natural recipes with real flavor. This this blew my mind. Uh, Erica found this. It's uh, he's like the originator of of like selling toothpaste and the the, the first to to sell it in a aluminum tube. Huh. And uh, all flavors. Is and look at that fantastic mustache. I mean, it, oh man, it made from the most recycled material on the planet, aluminum. <laughs> well, I don't think that the toothpaste is made of aluminum. Uh, just just the tube. I I hope. I I can't be sure. <laughs> I suppose. Oh, so it looks like a. You know what? That would be bad. It looks just like a thing of paint. <laughs> I, I could see this being really bad really fast in my house. I I guess that's true. I have not. <laughs> I have not tried any of these, every one of these, but the cinnamon here was really Ooh, nice. I bet that tastes just like the cinnamon gum. It like, does. It tastes exactly like the cinnamon gum. <sighs> and I've tried the chocolate toothpaste. What? Mm. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm not. No. 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I draw the line at chocolate toothpaste. That seems weird. I, I have some right here. Oh, no. Oh, you yeah. do. Chocolate. Is it how is it? It it is like brushing your teeth with a uh, um, a whipped chocolate frosting. Yeah, that's about as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> I mean, if I want that, if I wanted I, that, I wouldn't say it was good. Feeling, I just go get a freaking thing of chocolate frosting. So but it's amazingly accurate. It, it's not like uh, it's not like it promises chocolate and you get it and it's kind of like Ugh. no, it's it's dead on chocolate frosting. Oh my god. That just sounds wrong. I brush my teeth with chocolate. For kids. <laughs> it's almost as bad as the Kesha song. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Well, she's brushing her teeth. I mean, that's alcohol, at least. It's like, <laughs> like you're kind of doing it with, you know, freaking mouthwash. But chocolate frosting, Jesus. It's like the <laughs> monster goes after. <laughs> it was weird. It was a, a strange... I mean, uh, if it's if it's good, it's good, and if it actually works, it works. I was impressive that the fact that they were able to get flavor that way for one, if, and still have it be like gritty and still worthwhile for your teeth, it, unless they're choking you, and it's actually just chocolate frosting in a copper tube. <laughs> <laughs> does your does your does your teeth feel kind of like they've been rubbed in Crisco? <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions we must ask. All right, you must brush your teeth on stream next time. Oh, oh yeah. We don't need that. <laughs> trust me that I've done it. Okay, we will trust you. You've done it. You've done it. You've done the science ahead of time. We're here to look at your papers. 
I wonder what Blue Stocking would think of chocolate. Oh, I I had a conversation with her last uh, two weeks ago after the show. Oh, saying, "Oh, I've got I had this thing to show," <laughs> and she was like, "No, no, <laughs> yes, no, I don't." I don't ever want to associate chocolate with brushing my teeth. I'm sorry. That's just the <laughs> two things that need to be separate. I want to enjoy my chocolate. Not feel like, gee, I need to go brush my teeth now. In other news, I found a, a, a movie that I watched last night. Not exactly steampunk, but okay. I was hoping for it. Uh, it does include uh, the character of Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, that's pretty uh, decent. Since he had his birthday two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't find out about this movie until later uh the pale blue eye which apparently oh. came out last year but it is available on netflix i watched it last night to see uh, if it was any good i was uh, a lot of uh, good cast members christian bale is is the the main character okay and uh who else did i recognize uh toby jones i know him by face but not by name uh sort of a short guy uh what else has he been? Toby Jones. Let's see. Known for oh, right, Taylor, yeah. Hunger Games, Captain America. Really? He was in Harry Potter 2 Chamber of Secrets. He was one of the professors, I think. Yeah. Um, machine. Uh, and also, Jillian oh. Anderson is in The Pale Blue Eye. There you go. From, from X-Files? Yes. Yes. <sighs> Beautiful. She always does well. <clears throat> anyway, so we yeah. Sort of a turn of the century, uh, or maybe earlier uh, 18th century um, uh, mystery mm -hmm. uh, uh, story that uh, it, it just throws you right into it. Uh, Christian Bale they, they plays this this uh, investigator, sort of rough American guy who is pulled in by the English officers to uh, to. Uh, it's all the mystery because they find this uh, this cadet that's hanged himself, and uh, and his body has been mangled and uh, mutilated. It's pretty funky. <gasps> Who's talking? Just in time to save the day. You are muted. Oh no, we cannot hear you. There we go. There you are. <laughs> Hello. Woo. <Whoa>! Sorry, <laughs> I I apologize for my absence. There were things oh, you already explained that you were being chased by a giant Tyrannosaurus <laughs> through a library. It's fine. <laughs> that is my everyday. Librarianship is hard, y'all. You have no idea. <laughs> I mean, we watched The Mummy. We understand. Exactly. It's a difficult job, but somebody's got to do it. Yep. <laughs> what did I miss? The Pale Blue Eye? I've been meaning to watch that. <laughs> and chocolate Toothpaste. Wait, Chocolate Toothpaste? What? Oh, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't we talk about your weird toothpaste the last time we talked about it between us after the show last time okay <laughs> now everybody knows now everyone knows your your secret is his <laughs> I predilections chocolate frosting you know they uses for toothpaste yes well hello i'm hello. glad i was able to, to to hop in here i apologize for the it wasn't supposed to last this long i was supposed to be home like an hour ago so well apparently you boring people had something very fun to do and i'm glad you enjoyed it 
<laughs> yeah, it was. There was a lecture at my school about from a, a woman who graduated in 2005 with a rhetoric PhD. She came back. She wrote a book about female AV. She wrote a book about female aviators from 1911 to 1970. Cool. About the, but it's about the rhetorics of these aviators the, the 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 things that they had to go through the stories that were told about them and the politics involved like one of i can i can't remember the name but the one of the aviators she talked about she kept being described as mother of two becomes pilot <laughs> this was like 1929 1930 mother of two becomes pilot and like so many headlines about this woman who were mother of two. Oh, like you can't ever do anything with two kids well, but she was because she was not a person in her own right. She was a mother. She was a wife. So yeah, it was, and it was about all of these different uh, early. It was uh, uh, Amelia Earhart was in there, but also like Bessie Coleman, who was one of the yeah. first black, well-known black female pilots. Um, so that the le- there was the lecture about her book, and then there was a we went to dinner afterwards with the different people from the department and the grad students. And because I'm a current up and coming PhD candidate doing a weird dissertation i have to go to these things so oh we've already told everyone you're the show pony yep. <laughs> i am i am the pretty pony right now <laughs> who's talking the new the new my little pony <laughs> it would be fine if i was just doing the normal dissertation where you write a book and you put it out but i'm not doing that so i had to make things hard for myself so <clears throat> yeah so everyone has to listen to yours now <laughs> what to my podcast yeah no, <laughs> yeah I don't know. We the did. trailer, we did. the the trailer is out, but I'm having trouble with Apple. Apple's fighting me about it, so what? they don't like the sound effects. There's something about it they don't like, and with Dollhouse, it was easy. I posted it, they published it, and it was fine. But there's this one. I don't know enough about the coding that they're complaining about to fix it. Mm. And Matt has been really busy, so I don't want to. Yeah, we're gonna have to sit down and look at it and figure out why Apple's angry about it. So, but the it's on the the website anxietyinthearchives.com. The trailer is up. So, oh, we know. We know. We, we know. Why we, did you we, talk about it already? Oh, oh we did more oh, than that. Yeah. Huh? Did you? <laughs> you played? <laughs> did you like it? We did. It was very good. Okay. I'm very happy like, with it. My advisor, the one that you can hear at the very end saying it's so good, she didn't listen all the way to the end, so she didn't know that she was on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Ashley Bender, Doctor Ashley Bender. She's the one on my committee. Yeah, and the one talking about licking. The, the crack and licking my dad's Dr. Dundee Lackey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's my committee. <laughs> did, you, did they know you had the mic on at the time? No, this is the agreement when we went into this whole thing to begin with was that this would all be recorded because that those clips, <laughs> the clips about the crack, about the licking my, that was from my prospectus defense. Uh. The it's the, it's so good part was um I had my, committee head is Dr. Gresham Busel and we were texting back and forth about when I was writing my prospectus and she was with Dr. Bender Ashley Bender and she's like Dr. Bender thinks your prospectus text is so good so far and I'm like really and then I get the sound file that says it's so good <laughs> I said I am using that <laughs> yeah Pace. yeah have- so they yeah this is the agreement they know that this is because this is new this is the second podcast dissertation. So everything, I mean, they're going to approve things before they go mm-hmm. out to the public. But yeah, no, they know everything's going to be recorded. That was part of the agreement when we started this. So That's awesome. Yeah. I am, I, you're blazing a new territory for, well, bringing, for bringing, I don't know, I, I, it, it, it's an interesting way of going about a dissertation. And it's 
a new way of doing the storytelling that hasn't, I guess, exactly pioneered it's, or ventured much for such a thing. It's a multimodal type thing. It's not the the book that people usually write, and that's because there's a lot more involved with doing a dissertation. People see nobody nobody reads dissertations. Yeah, you I don't write it, and it goes like, to them. No, like, I mean. No, you can. You can look them up. They're in ProQuest. You can look up most people's. Just, some people will will have them embargoed, which means that you can't look at it for a certain period of time because they're going to re- write an actual book about it. But uh, dissertations are out there. That's what I spent my first few years at the TWU library doing was scanning and digitizing dissertations. They're out there for people to read. Nobody, unless it's your specific field, nobody really wants to read them. So this is taking it out. But this is also showing people what's involved in the process. That's part of what I'm doing. It's not just about libraries. It's about grad school and how difficult this whole thing is. Now that you mention this, I have actually a really funny short story about my, my father who um, he graduated with a, from tech before he went back for his law degree with a, um, what do you call it when you go into news? Um, journalism? Your, your journalism degree. And he had to do his dissertation um, I don't know if it's a dissertation, but he did a paper that was his final, that was fairly large. What level was it? Bachelor's or master's? Bachelor's. It was a final paper. Yeah. His final paper, yeah. but they, but your final paper gets published in the, in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the newspaper, which then gets archived. And, uh, he, he, did his, he did his final one on streaking in public campuses <laughs> and it had pictures. And it's funny because he went back there couple every couple of years he'd go back and check the archives and you'd see you know the ticket of how many people checked it out look at it yeah and it was one of the most popular newspapers to ever be looked at <laughs> yep at Texas this is, Tech. this is 2023 everything is digitized i mean yeah. i the, the first few years that i worked at the tw library when i went to digital that was what i spent my time doing was digitizing things from the oldest one i think we worked on was from the 20s nice Back when TWU was still the Texas school for white girls in industrial arts. Yeah, it wasn't. Was it really named that? Because that'd be great. Yeah. The Texas College for White Girls in the Industrial Arts, I think. There's a whole. So we're teaching you to basically use a sewing machine. There was, I mean, there was more involved than that, but yeah, it was, there was journalism classes. It was, you know, textiles. It was all, yeah. But yeah, no, it's gone through iterations, but no, that's. There's, yeah, that's what I spent my time doing was digitizing these things. And people look them up if that's their field. But this way, this gets out to more people, yeah. you know, more people right. hear I mean, it. To, to me, it seems much more publicly accessible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's dissertations are, are within reach. But I, I, I don't think most people, I wouldn't know where to look. Yeah. Yeah. Or most who. people wouldn't. I would, yeah. yeah. Yeah, outside of college, I wouldn't have known either. It wouldn't even have occurred to me to look these things up. And public scholarship is becoming more and more important, you know, which is like my blog with the fairy tales and the folklore. That's public scholarship. You know, it's it's turning, it's taking academia and putting it in, what's the word I'm looking for? Better to understand terms, taking the academic terms out of it. But there's still yeah. citations. Everything I write still has citations. It's still, you know, verifiable, but... A lot of people want to read this stuff, but they get turned off because they think that it's written in language that they can't parse. It, often it is. It, exactly. And I don't want it to be that way, which is, again, my podcast. Is gonna, well, and y'all have heard the prospectus episode. It's, you know, it's still academic. There's still citations, but it's accessible, you know, and there's quotes from the Princess Bride. and. <laughs> 
you know, fun stuff in there. So, so that's what I was doing. I was being academic for a while at the library and then at the a local restaurant. So, so, well, you know, that'll end eventually once the, the dissertation is done and I graduate, you know, I'm not the star student anymore. So <laughs> you got, you're leaving a big hole that someone's going to have to fill. But my advisors, I didn't know this. They actually do watch this. At least one of them does. Because <laughs> oh. I said something about they didn't get anybody for tonight. And she's like, well, the boys will be okay on their own. I'm like, <laughs> We're the boys. All right. We're my boys. <laughs> we did okay. I hope we'll find out later, I guess. Yeah, we'll get the comments later. So. <laughs> and I'm on the meant- show. Give us a comment now. I meant to watch Strange World for the last two weeks, and I didn't. But um, did we ever talk about Frostpunk, the game on this show? Oh, yeah, we did. I played I it did, anyway. last week. Yes, it's it's hard. It's I so have not hard. actually played it yet. I have been waiting for it to go on sale for Steam and then Steam and that's it this year. I uh, got it through Galaxy of Games, GOG. Uh-huh. It is hard. Oh, yeah, you got to make some difficult decisions. Like, yes, gee, this like, person po- pickpocketed. But if you cut off his hands, then suddenly he's no longer a productive member of society, and now he's just a waste on your resources. But not even that. When you start, they're like, do you want to sign this order to make child labor legal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah because oh, you're, the last, you're the yes. last city on the planet, all huddled <laughs> around this little, like, dormant volcano, trying to make ends meet. Yes. And, and do you, you want to cut people's theory. limbs off and, or so that they'll live, and then you'll oh, give yeah. them prosthetics later? Yeah. <laughs> These are the easy questions. <laughs> Well, those so, are like the early questions. Like, those are like you from the first four days. Yes. So that yeah. they live. Oh, yes. I mean, of course. I have a friend who plays it often, and he's like, I do my best never to become a fascist state, but I always end up it's as like hard. the most fascist state ever. It just is because so it's all about survival, yeah. and you're giving up yeah. all your all your all your safety. Yep. I mean, you're giving up all your. You're trying to do everything for safety and try to keep people together, but in the end. They revolt against you because you've basically taken away all yep. their free free will. I kept, yeah, and I kept restarting the the scenario to try to do it better, and I just couldn't do it better. Yeah, no I'm, matter what, you're going to make people mad. Yep, I, I play a game very much like it called RimWorld, where it's like you're starting a colony on the edge of space. It's very much Serenity, like you take a random okay. planet, like yeah. Serenity or, or Firefly, and you crash land and have to start, you know, building your 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 a colony, and you get raided by you know raiders or. or People who were there before you or, yeah. you know, random animal attacks. And you're just like having to make all these stupid decisions. And there's a whole like Reddit field of like crap RimWorld says. And there's all these people going, how do I like keep people alive while I organ harvest and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, that that's fairly, you know. Well, yeah. that's, that's one of the options in Frostpunk. They're like, do you want to build a cemetery or do you want to bury the bodies in the snow? If you bury them in the snow, you can or- harvest the organs later. Ooh. Once you've researched the technology, I'm like, well, if I, <laughs> since I have people who are going to need prosthetics. <laughs> See, this is this is one of those things that it's, yeah, I feel you. I feel yeah, you. I like this. Wild. I want to hear more also, about this. Sorry, I didn't mean to crash into the middle of this like a wrecking ball. So, <laughs> What was her name? You, you go right on. <laughs> I'm Miley. Just call me Miley. What were y'all talking about before I came busting into the middle of this? Chocolate toothpaste. <laughs> Oh, that's I, right. Chocolate toothpaste. Okay. Oh, is that I, where we were? We were just the chocolate toothpaste? No, no he actually I was talking about the pale blue eye. Yep. Yeah. What? Because I've seen, I keep seeing people talking about it, but I didn't know that all of the actors that you were mentioning were Jillian Anderson's in it. Jillian Anderson's in it. Yep. Well, I'm uh, going to have to watch it now. <laughs> she plays the weird old lady. 
Really? Oh, I love her. Oh, okay. I feel like she really, I mean, she's a, she's an excellent actress. She is. I, yeah. I've never seen her play an old kooky woman before. I mean, it was sweetheart. It was going to happen eventually. I mean, she's a little bit older than us. So it was going to, I thought it was catching up with her. Cause X-Files I, was early nineties and she was in her twenties. I thought I had so. a shot. <laughs> well, I mean, as I mean, you don't, but yeah, she's a little bit older than us. So. One show she's played in recently. It's really good is sex ed. Sex education. I have heard yeah. that. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I've heard it is fantastic to watch. Mm -hmm. If you're into that kind of thing. Um, she plays a wonderful, uh, open-minded mother and doctor and not psychiatrist. She's, she's um, a sex therapist. She's, she's the, therapist, that sex yeah. therapist. And um, the kid from Ender's Game is her daughter, is her son, not daughter, <laughs> son. And it's just really weird to see him that much older already. You're like, wait, what? No. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've so. heard really good things about it. And she's always good. I mean, I've seen her, her period pieces are excellent. The House of Mirth. So good. Yeah, she's always good. So, all right, I will look up the pale blue eye then, and then I'll finally watch Strange World since I keep. Yeah, yeah. Among the things about pale blue eye, now it is a a, a mystery uh, story. Um, basically, Christian Bale's character is is the investigator who's solving the mystery, but he also hooks up with the young cadet Edgar Allan Poe, uh, played by a uh, Harry Melling. If you're familiar with him. No, I don't know that I, name. I wasn't, but he's got like this really big head and a really tiny face. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an interesting character uh, that uh, the way he plays uh, Edgar Allan Poe is a, a young, you know, a young cadet in the military who was pushed around by his uh, fellow soldiers. Um, so is it set in the U.S. then? Uh, it is set in the mid 18th century U.S., Okay. Okay. So there's a lot of uh, uh, colonial British officers. I think. I think that's where it. Let's we'll say if it's Poe. I mean, he was. Hmm. It, oh, it, Harry Mel. Oh, Harry Melling is played by the Deadly Dursley kid. He's good. He was in um um oh uh, his Dark Materials. He yes, we actually part. were. Yeah, I was going to mention that now. Yeah, next. he's good. He's excellent. Yeah, he. I'm glad he grew out of the Deadly Dursley. Oh yeah, his no, own, he needed to. He is like, so good. Okay, I was yeah, hoping I know that he would not be typecast because he's such a great yeah. actor. Yep. And yeah, he really is. We are actually in the middle of watching his dark materials right now. And yeah, I need to get fantastic. back into it. I haven't watched the final season yet. Yeah, and you yes, he did have a brief part in the Nevers. Yep, the Nevers was excellent too, and I'm still mad that they cut that off after six episodes and just. Mm. Oh, doing a lot of HBO. that now. HBO, yeah. Hey, yeah, except for HBO doing weird things like let's remove Westworld before everyone's got done watching it. But you can get it on Amazon if you pay for it. It's available on Amazon Prime if you pay for it. HBO. I know. Oh, I'm just saying. I don't know. HBO has Batman the animated series and it helps me. I own that on so. DVD though. Like, yeah, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw a picture of. I saw a picture of uh, Harlequin and, uh, and and Ivy, Poison Ivy on the internet somewhere. I'm like, man, I need to watch that show again. You know what I didn't know for a long time? Because I watched it when it first aired in the way back when. I didn't yeah. know that Harley was created. I didn't know until like 10 years or so ago that she was created specifically for that show. I didn't know that she didn't come out of the comic. Yeah, I guess they no. needed 
I guess they needed Joker to have a. Uh, they a gave lieutenant. him a foil. Yeah, yeah. A, a sidekick and a foil. Yeah, she was created for that show, and then she was just so popular that they oh, put her into the comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Mark Hamill having someone to play off of works really well. Mark Hamill. Yes. But you know, he won't do it anymore now that Kevin Conroy's dead. He yeah. won't come back and do the role anymore, which I get. I mean, no, I, I fully understand. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. But we'll always have Cognocker. Is that going to be the name of this episode? We will, but we will always have Cognacker. <laughs> How do you spell that? C O G G. Nope. So wrong. So wrong. Oh my god. Yeah, anyway, pale blue eye. Okay. Good yes, story. I will watch it. I swear. I and thought it was really watching. well paced. Uh, it, it it sets a good tone and it oh. doesn't rush things, although it, it throws you right into it at the beginning, and I was kind of like... it's a movie, right? It's not a series? It's a two-hour film. Okay. Right. Serious two-hour movie. I watched it with my brother-in-law, and he hated it. He said it was really slow, and he couldn't keep keep his attention. But okay. for me, I, I thought it was really good. But it, it is a... It, it has got that, 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 that dark, brooding sort of thing going that you cannot rush and do right. Okay. Um... But uh, the story was so good, it, it's sort of like you, the mystery is solved at the end, and then there's a surprise ending where you find out the mystery was an entirely different thing than you thought it was. There's a twist? There's a twist ending. <laughs> <What> twist? <laughs> but not an M. Night Shyamalan twist ending. Oh, oh. More like, a, like a good one. Okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I like some of his twists when they were new and fresh. <laughs> okay, then I will I will put it on my Blue Eye, yeah, on uh, Netflix. Okay, yeah, and, I've uh, got a whole stack of things, but yeah, yeah, I've been hiding in comfort shows. I've been watching Buffy and Angel. Oh, so. but I've, I've been, been doing the Supernatural just to have it on. Yeah, I've been doing the the keeping, make sure I I keep the Buffy and Angel watching them like when they originally aired. So <laughs> jumping back and forth. Yeah, it's when Angel first came on. Huh? Uh, when Angel first came on, I uh, I just gone. I just broken up with a girl. <laughs> and uh, I would I would watch Angel and drink whiskey. Oh no! With yes. uh, with uh, that that sidekick character that was in the first few seasons, the first oh, few episodes, Doyle. and then they killed him, and I had no one to drink with. But you know about him, right? The actor Glenn Quinn. He really about a year later he really died. Wow. Okay. Wow. Did you ever watch Roseanne? You know he no. was he was Mark on Rose, Becky's boyfriend on Roseanne. He was Mark. I did not know that. Yeah, he was Mark, and he was actually really good friends with David Boreanaz when he was on Angel. But he had some issues. So the final season of Angel, when Cordelia comes back and they're watching the video again about our rates are low, blah blah blah. That yeah, he was already yeah. It was it was not yeah. I love Doyle. He was. So good. He was wonderful. But they had to, they planned to get rid of him earlier, sooner, but ever the fans liked him so much that they kept him until mid season before they wrote him out. And then he, yeah, he didn't do so good after that. So, Aww. yeah. But I liked Wesley. I mean, I was, a, I was a fan of Wesley from Buffy. So <laughs> I was excited when he showed up because he, he was such a weenie and he turned into such a badass. <laughs> And it took, but you could see the progression. It wasn't like a flip. It was an actual progression of all of the, you know, he got shot and was in a wheelchair for a while. Then he got his throat slit. You know, you could see his progression. <laughs> had, you, had you just 
beef it up because yeah. damn it, life is hard. He kept ending up in the hospital because of Angel, you know. Well, no, actually, at the end of the first season, he ended up in the hospital because the building got blown up. And then he got shot, and then he got his third. Yeah, so I like when you, like Cordelia, you can see her progression so clearly that, yeah, she turned out to be one of my favorite characters, too. I like I like a good character arc, so. But yeah, going back and watching them against a little different now in 2023, when you think about everything you know and things that have changed, <laughs> times are a little different <laughs> when you're yeah. watching it in 2001, and you're like, yeah, so. Yeah, also, know about Sweden. And, oh god uh, they've the all mm. yeah they've all come out most of them i, I yeah it art the, the the death of the the death of the author art versus artist i mean it's sarah michelle geller is proud of the work she did but she will never touch buffy again and she has things to say about yeah there's yeah. some things I, I, my with, on it, yeah. I appreciated freddie prince jr coming out and was like fuck this yeah, I got to tell you some stuff. Yeah, Charisma Carpenter too. I mean, she was, but at the time we knew it was happening. At the time, she got pregnant and he got mad. Yeah, that's why he killed her off. But didn't even kill her off. He put her in a coma. Yeah, that's like <laughs> because we're gonna just, we're gonna we're gonna just put this entire character on yeah. ice just in case. So we there's can't get rid yeah. of you completely. So and which is also why when the Nevers because he was wrote he was part of the Nevers. But all of this started happening, and so he bowed out, and he wasn't supposed to be part of the next six episodes, and then the whole HBO just... They filmed them. The episodes are done. They're ready, but they won't air them. They're just going to sit there. They're doing... Like Batgirl. Yeah, they're doing that with a lot of shows. Yeah, because they, they get a tax write-off. Yeah. They make more but, off the um, tax write-off for never airing it than they do... Than they would have made for putting it out there. I heard That's this what happened the, with Batgirl. I heard this on the radio. I don't know anything about a tax write-off. But if they put it out there, they have to pay uh, royalties mm -hmm. to all the actors. And if it's not out, they don't have to pay them. Then they get and, and there's there's a whole because yeah when royalties. yeah when they shelled Batgirl it was they were saying it was because they would make more money. It has to do with how much money they put into it. And if they don't release it because there's problems, then they get taxes back on it, a tax write off on it. And it's more than they would than they, than they believe they would make if they released it. So that's why a lot of this is happening, and they're yanking stuff off the shelves like the Nevers, like Westworld. I'm waiting for a lot of the stuff I like to get yanked. And that's yeah. why we need corporate tax reform because that doesn't make any sense. That, None of it makes sense. Why, I want why to is your failed yeah. stories, your failed yeah. shows? Why, why am I paying for that by you not paying taxes? Yeah. I want to see the end of the Nevers. I want to see those next six episodes. They're done. They're literally finished. Batgirl was like 95% finished when they shelved it. Yeah. And their excuse is that with Batgirl, especially, is that it wasn't fit for public consumption. And all of the people that are in it are like, could you please? We worked really hard. Yeah. Because they don't make anything off of it like the executives do. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. This whole the, the whole HBO Warner Discovery there's a lot of strange things happening. Yeah. I'm honestly very surprised, especially with Star Trek being broken up between three different major mm -hmm. companies like Viacom and then both well, bankrupt Viacom, Viacom New Viacom, and Paramount. We can never yeah, have Paramount. a Prime Trek universe again. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for some basically one of them to fail and trip. And the other ones to buy it up all of it together, kind of like how Disney just came out of nowhere and bought up all of Fox. 
yep. for the sole purpose. Well, not sole purpose, but one of the biggest reasons is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Empire Strikes Back was a Fox owned video m- movie. And so they couldn't make box sets without going through lots of legal issues because Fox would want their money. Yep. And Disney did not want to share because they spent a lot of money buying Star Wars. And so they went out and bought all of Fox for that reason. Well, that was the main reason to begin with. And then they got all these other IPs with it, too. Yeah. As long as they didn't get Fox News. They cut Fox News off. They don't even hear that. that well, I mean. Attached at all in any way. I but, would uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, I mean, stuff is being divided up between the networks because HBO, HBO has... Mm-hmm. But did you know that HBO also just canceled a bunch of DC properties? They canceled Titans. They canceled Doom Patrol, which Doom Patrol, the Renaissance, that is the reason that Brendan Fraser came. Not It wasn't the whale. It was Doom Patrol. That is the reason Brendan Fraser came back into the public consciousness like he did. And they've canceled it after four you know, seasons. After that. Yeah. And Titans after four. Yeah. It's time to cancel HBO. Oh, but they have all the mis- <laughs> That's the hey, problem. But you're never going to see them. <laughs> I know, but this is the problem is that these everything is sliding down tighter and tighter into certain, you know, Disney has Star Wars and they have Marvel, you know, they have all of that stuff. And HBO has all of the DC, including Batman, the animated series, all of there, DC shows. There is a solution to your problems. What? Are you going to tell me to cancel all of it and stop watching TV? No. Pirate, you gonna tell me to? I, I, you know what? I destroyed computers doing that back in the day, trying to get Supernatural when I didn't have cable. So <laughs> I, they're pushing I us know, so many viruses. They're pushing I know. us back, just back to Pirate Bay. I know. I feel like in the f- near future, the moment that po- that we're no longer in this spiraling economy, when all businesses are literally having to just cut everything to survive. And yet I say that and only six months ago, they're like, well, no one wants to work. And now six months later, oh, we're firing 10,000 yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's the scene out of like the fifth element. Yeah. Fire a million. You know, yep. it's it's straight Honestly, up stupid. I'm just going to start buying the DVDs. I mean, it's what I used to do. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to go back to because this is Amazon came out and you could buy the, you know, buy it on Prime and you'd have all of this the whole season. And it was really, and nope, I'm going back to, I'm going to start spending spare cash on buying the DVDs because this is insane. Yeah. You know, and I've been buying audiobooks and ebooks and because it's easier. Yeah. Because when you move, <laughs> ebooks are much easier to deal with. Ooh, I moved my entire library. Exactly. I've got my iPad. It's all on there. But this is, yeah, with everything that's happening. I still have a hard time with that. I'm more willing to actually pick up a book than I am to pick up a... Because of my eyes, I can't. E-books are much easier for me now because of my nerd, because of my ADHD and my eyes. I feel that. And I drive so much that audiobooks are the way to go for me. It's still reading. I don't let anyone tell you otherwise. No, I I, I know. Still, I will fight you. I would you. rather listen to Fifty Shades of Grey than watch it, let me tell you. <laughs> you are still Even consuming the audio book is still better than the movie Fifty Shades well, of Grey. And there are the worst possible part for this whole entire joke. There, there are studies that show that consuming it as an audiobook for people with neurodivergence, mm-hmm. they will retain it better, faster, oh, yeah. longer, yeah, than the written word. Especially words, if so. like the guy like Everybody's from Angel, Angel from Buffy is reading it to you, then suddenly it's <laughs> wonderful. When you say Fifty Shades of Grey, I immediately oh. think Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> what? 
he ever seen it? Oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Have I seen Fifty Shades of Grey? That was fantastic. No, no. Yeah, you need to look it up on YouTube. But also, in my defense, I've never read the book and I've never seen the movie. But it's funny hearing his like just just twenty seconds. It is. I can't even go here all day. I can't even repeat what he reads. No, (laughs) I can't. I read Twilight and then the first book because I felt like if I was going to make fun of Twilight, that I needed to actually read it. So my best friend's no, daughter. That is the I, last set well, of books I believe that is true too. Like that my is best like friend's daughter was, did that. Like I gotta, I gotta at least know what I'm making fun of. Now it doesn't matter. But that well, was see, like the last bastion of I have to know this. And one of my friends at the time, like, her daughter was a teenager and she loved vampires and werewolves, right? So I'm yes. like, she's got to have a copy of this. I says, you know, I said, Bree, do you have a copy of Twilight? This was back in like 2008. I'm like, do you have a Twilight? And she went, she got quiet and she left and she went up to her room and she came back with the book and she shoved it at me. She's like, please get it out of my house. And I think she was like 16 or 17. So I read it because I wanted to know what I was making fun of. And no, after I found out that Fifty Shades was Twilight fan fiction and that it handles that subject in a very bad way that is a bad yeah. representation. Yeah, no, no, nope. It was bad. It was all bad. Nope. Very much so. If you like it, great. You're reading, but it is not for me. <laughs> I encourage reading in all forms, but it's not for me. No. So. And with that. <laughs> We're at nine o'clock. We're past nine o'clock. So we got to wrap this up. Uh, uh, it, it goes too fast. It, do, it goes too fast. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I will be no, on time next good. time. <laughs> You had something to do. You're fine. Gee. Yeah. You got to leave early from your next dissertation, like secret librarian <laughs> meeting. It wasn't that. It was a lecture by someone who graduated from our program in 2005. So I remember being lectured in college. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Steampunk Connection is brought to you in part by J.R. Seeger's novel, A School for the Great Game. Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to school in India. The college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, where Elizabeth will learn the family business of espionage, martial arts, and Tibetan mystic arts. The School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Raj series available on Amazon. We're also brought to you thanks to Fair Treasures. Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories, for Renaissance Fair and Steampunk Wear, and one-of-a-kind and imported jewelry, you can shop Fair Treasures at www.fair, with an E, treasures.com, or on Etsy. Uh, our patrons, we want to thank them, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, and, of course, Rita and Lawrence Allen, who are with us every episode. Thank you, guys. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, and I'm going to pass this over to our founder, Flavio, to... Uh, take us out is there anything else uh, you guys need to add nope all right come and see us again in two weeks uh and we'll look forward to that good night so once again thank you for listening you can find us again on uh, facebook at texas steampunk connection for any comments questions suggestions if you know of something happening steampunk that's happening soon we can put it on our calendar on our patreon um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at texassteampunkconnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, texassteampunkconnection.podbean.com. 
And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam, Steam Connect One. Oh. On Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Once again, thank you very much. And until next time, mind your gauges. We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey. Broadcasting your marvelous music and sail on to glory. If you would like to find out more about this program, please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C L O C K W R K Cabaret.